This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I'm Jason Chaffetz. I'm Katie Pavlich. I'm Steve Ducey. And this is the Fox News Rundown. Wednesday, August 30th, 2023. I'm Ryan Schmelz. Turmoil in Africa as a number of coups have the world on high alert. This is the second coup on the continent in the last month. And this is also the second coup of a former French colony. And looking at the tension that we're seeing, especially when it comes to this anti-French sentiment, this anti-West sentiment. This is the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Gabon has become the latest African nation to see the military attempting to seize power. This just minutes after a tumultuous presidential election riddled with controversy re-elected a leader for a third term. The nation can now join a growing list of junta-led states that includes Chad, Sudan, and Niger, where the future of foreign policy from the United States and Europe on the continent is now up in the air. Soldiers in the African country of Gabon came on national TV there today saying that they are rejecting the election results of President Ali Bongo. This is just hours after it was announced that he won. We are speaking to Fox News correspondent Alex Hogan. The country's election authority says that Bongo took about 64 percent of the vote versus his opponent, Albert Ando Osa, who took about 30 percent of the vote. And what we're seeing is that soldiers there said that they are ending the current regime and they've actually closed the country's borders and the state institutions until further notice. So worth noting for our listeners, Bongo is 64 years old and this would have been his third term. But his family's actually been in power in the country for more than 50 years. So he took office in 2009, and his father held the position since 1967. And in a video today, Bongo, from what appears to be likely his residence, he urged the public to create a lot of noise and push back against this uprising. But instead of, of doing that, what we saw is that people actually took to the streets singing the country's national anthem in support of this military coup. And that's because some of the people who were in the streets singing and supporting, they were celebrating the ousting of a family which has been accused of, of profiting from the country's natural resources. At the same time, it's worth noting that there is a large amount of the population really, really struggling in poverty. So for those who were out celebrating today, they see this as a potential victory of, of changing the tithe and the current status quo for residents who say that there has been too much corruption for far too long. Right. And there's been a lot of reporting that Bongo's family has, you know, 
amassed a significant amount of wealth through, you know, the oil rich Mm -hmm. countries, natural resources, and also has a pretty strong connection to, to France, who has a pretty substantial, you know, influence in that country, correct? Yes. So Gabon is a member of OPEC, the organization of the petroleum exporting countries. It's very oil wealthy. As you mentioned, it produces about 200,000 barrels of oil per day. But according to the World Food Bank in 2020, 40 percent of people who were between the ages of 15 and 24 could not find work. So that shows you, again, the disparity of people there who are struggling to make ends meet versus some of the family members in Bongo's family have actually been under investigation in France for charges of corruption, embezzlement, and money laundering. So there's a lot of concern right now about what all of this could mean with this military uprising and whether or not, first of all, whether or not this will last, because we did see an armed coup in 2019 in Gabon, but it was quickly overpowered. So it's a little too soon to know where it comes from and and where it goes from here. But as you mentioned, it does create concern because this is the second coup on the continent in the last month. And this is also the second coup of a former French colony. And looking at the tension that we're seeing, especially when it comes to this anti-French sentiment, this anti-West sentiment. Right. This anti-French sentiment and certainly natural resources seem to play a a big role, not just in in this country, but also Niger and and some of the other ones Mm -hmm. we're seeing coups in, right? Yeah, exactly. It it was in end of July, so about a month ago, when the military in Niger ousted the democratically elected President Mohamed Bazoum, which was quickly condemned by leaders around the world, including by U.S. President Joe Biden. And soldiers in this case, they pointed to what they saw as deteriorating security situations and bad governance. But there in this case, also some similarities that we're seeing from, from what is taking place right now in Gabon is that the president was also taken into custody. In this case, there have now been concerns in the weeks that have followed about the conditions for President Bazoum and the amount of food that he and his family are receiving while they're currently in custody. So worth noting also Niger is a former French colony. And during the uprising there, demonstrators were in the streets and they were burning French flags and even attacking the exterior of the French embassy. And In the roughly a month since all of this took place, the military that is still in power, they gave a deadline to France's ambassador calling on them to leave. However, the ambassador has remained in Niger. And we've seen French President Emmanuel Macron come out and speak about the violence there, condemning the violence and condemning this anti-French rhetoric. And, And also, worth talking about the situation and just how potentially dangerous it could have gotten there for French nationals living there, even U.S. citizens. There were mass evacuations, even though the airspace was closed. There were some deals that were brokered in order to get foreign nationals out of the country as quickly as possible. And that did include Americans who were in Niger. And there are still obviously a lot of security concerns for people who who do remain there, not knowing at what point uh, the situation might de-escalate slightly. There have been sanctions that have been put on countries, uh, surrounding countries on Niger. And again, as you mentioned, this is 
by far not the the only coup. This has been a, a part of the world that has had a quite a negative reputation for having military uprisings against the government, something that many of these countries were hoping that they would be able to squash that stigma and that nickname. Clearly, within the last several years, it's something that they have not been able to do. And we've seen other military coups, for example, in 2022, Burkina Faso ousted its president, blaming him for failing to contain violence. And that's just one of the many coups that we've seen in recent years. We have been speaking to Fox News correspondent Alex Hogan about the recent uprisings in a number of African nations. More after this. And if we could focus on on kind of the response from other nations, including the United States here, if other countries like the United States, Britain, uh, Germany, other European Union countries, what's kind of been their response to France when it comes to all this? Do they support France still having an, uh, a presence in the country or is that something that needs to be looked at? We actually have a presence as as the U.S. The U.S. has a presence in a lot of these countries as well. So while there is this anti-French sentiment that's growing, the reason that it creates a lot of international concern is that that anti-French sentiment is largely tied to anti-West and potentially anti-U.S. sentiment. When these countries are looking at what other governments have military troops there. Now, Niger was one specifically that was important from a U.S. perspective because it's where a lot of intelligence was collected to counteract terrorism and counteract uh, terrorism operatives and other missions of that sort. So it's really important to look at where some of these foreign countries have their troops stationed and whether or not and how safe it potentially is for those troops. So there's been a series of military coups in West and Central Africa in recent years. And while it's not to say that those military uprisings have inspired some of the uprisings that we're seeing today, it's definitely creating this undeniable instability in the region. And the problem for that is that this anti-French and anti-West sentiment is creating a possibility and an opportunity for other countries to come in and assert their own influence on the African continent. And that could include other countries like China and Russia, especially when we're taking Niger as an example. What we saw there with the burning of French flags in the streets, it was also accompanied by the waving of Russian flags and especially people in the streets chanting the support for Russia and chanting support for Russia's Wagner mercenary group, which is incredibly alarming when you're looking at the U.S. standpoint in that region and whether or not this Western influence that we've seen in this part of the world for so long will remain or if other world powers are are hoping to come in and assert their own dominance instead. And, and right, could that be a concern for the United States, too, as well as some of our allies that other countries like China and Russia could use us as an opportunity? As they, it's been reported recently, they've been trying to recruit other countries to join their economic alliance that they have with Brazil, as well as a couple other countries, too. I think this is going to be a growing national security concern, a growing conversation about what influences we're seeing in the African continent, especially with all of this unrest and and what countries are really coming to the aid of some of these African countries that are dealing with this instability and the public perception on 
on those territories in those countries about which country realistically is supporting them versus looking back at times of colonization and the long-lasting effects that have been created as a result of that and the poverty numbers, especially moving forward as we're seeing such unrest right now and in the diplomatic concerns between Russia at a time of war on European soil and where Russia is putting a lot of its emphasis. We've seen this recent Russian summit that was geared towards supporting African countries. And it'll be very interesting to see how some of those African countries respond to that and whether or not they see Africa as a better, they see Russia as a better alternative, a better ally to the U.S. and other U.S. allies. Right. And last question here. You know, we've seen Britain, France, Germany, the European Union announce the end of aid to Niger after the ouster. And we've seen Secretary of State Antony Blinken say it's definitely possible mm -hmm. for the United States to follow suit. Um, President Biden, I believe, has not labeled this situation a coup as of this recording. Um, but do we have any other idea of what the United States is considering in the way of intervention? Well, I think what we've heard from the White House at this point, they say that they will continue to monitor the situation. That's largely been the, the words, the terms that they've been using and not putting any specifics on it at this point. But I do think should military aid, should any aid of that sort really be halted, that could really change public sentiment there, especially when we are seeing people in the streets chanting support for Russia. And we've we've talked about the growing issues on European soil with the war in Ukraine and what this means US in terms of US involvement in the military aid packages that we've given there uh, in the growing rift it's created between the West, between the US and Russia. It'll be very interesting to watch how the importance of the U.S. within countries in Africa, specifically West Africa, where their alliances will fall and what that will mean, again, for the relationship between the U.S. and Russia, whether it's just one more country, one after another, that decides that Russia might be a more favorable ally and, and the correlations of what that means for U.S. national security. Alex Hogan, obviously covering a lot of ground there and uh, really doing a great job. And we thank you for joining us on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. Thanks for having me, Ryan. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Listen to the all-new Brett Bear podcast featuring Common Ground, in-depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all-star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.